Greetings, friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. I'm Dustin, and I'm here with my friends, David and JD. How's it going, David? Good. How are you, Dustin? I am fantastic. I hope the same answer is we get from JD, who is not in his normal place in Florida or Tennessee, but somewhere else altogether. What's up, JD? Hey, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> where are you? Jo- where are you joining us from today? Yeah, so I'm in Estes Park, Colorado. A little different from South Florida. Um, the weather's been great, but we're camped out here. I'm actually at a YMCA camp, um, which is pretty cool. I've uh, not been to Colorado a lot, so it's been really fun. But that's why you might hear some chattering in the background. Not a lot of quiet spots with service around here. So this is where I'll be recording from today. Well, we're just thankful to have you. Now, this is the first stop on the the $100,000 private jet Disney tour. Is that what's going on? <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah, this is the one stop, and we're going to see what happens next. <laughs> I wish. Awesome. So are you, I saw you, did I see you were fly fishing? That's right. So my, my in-law family are huge. Again, they come here every year, every summer, their whole family comes, they rent out cabins and it's this great thing. But so my wife's dad is this huge fly fisher and he was like, you've got to try it. They got me into it and now I'm hooked. We've been catching fish all week and it's been a lot of fun. So, uh, quick, quick trivia. All right, Disney yeah, film with fly fishing. Go. Whoa, Disney film with fly fishing. Okay, we'll even back it off. Old. Fishing in general. Disney oh, films oh, with fishing in general. Are we talking? Are we talking the Goofy movie? Oh, boom! You got it. That's actually fly <laughs> fishing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah there we go. Fantastic. Now, I, I always that. think of a river runs through it with Robert Redford. Um, but I, I looked, I was like, maybe that's a Disney movie. It's not a Disney movie, not a Disney movie, but, um, either way, I'm thrilled, thrilled that you, uh, that you are there are able to join us. Even if you are in a YMCA with, with a lot of people around you. Um, yeah. super awesome. Yeah. So David, you have some news like family news to share, like big, big news. Oh yeah. Uh, we're, the biggest are- news other than grandkids <laughs> announcements. Yeah, um, yeah. besides that, we don't have that yet. Do we JD? <laughs> Yeah, no problem there. That's not on the radar right now. Okay, but, well, the uh, next best news would be... All right, well, the next best news is that uh, we are going back to Disney as a family, not just me and JD, but the whole family is going in, a, in about a month, and we really couldn't talk about it sooner because everybody in the family didn't know. So uh, now everybody's aware, and we're looking forward to that. We'll be there mid-August. It's been a long time since I've been in the summer. I usually try to go fall, winter, early spring. So uh, this is the first summer trip in a good while. Uh, and so where, I, where it wasn't for more than like a day or a day or two. So uh, we're going to be there for the whole week. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We're staying at Wilderness Lodge. This is, this is the first time we're staying there. And uh, we've tried to stay before, but it didn't work out. Different things have changed. So we're looking forward to it. That's going to be a lot of fun. I know JD, you got are probably pumped again as well. And I am. In Wilderness Lodge, you know, they're at Fort Fort Wilderness. I actually have a have a, a family member who has a camper, and we were talking this weekend about you know we could go do that with tents in August and September. Interesting thing, I, I haven't researched this in depth, 
but we were looking like for November spots and it's completely full. But I think in November, which is weird, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might be refurbishments going on which is maybe okay. limiting spots um, for campsites. Have you heard anything about that, David? I don't know, but I know that there are a lot of people who go for a whole season, like November, Christmas season. They stay down there uh, because people uh, decorate for Christmas. They decorate their campsites. And so from Halloween is a big, it's also a big time. They decorate those campsites and they have competitions. Uh, So I know around Halloween and and the month of December, it's very crowded. I believe there are people that actually stay for a couple of months, which uh, it sounds amazing. I, I don't know how people do it, but uh, I do think that staying at the at the campgrounds is the, one of the best options for your family, even if you rent a cabin. Like yeah. it's it's a great it's a great way to do it with the, with a family. Those cabins are also amazing. Uh, not as luxurious as the some of the resorts, but not as ex- expensive as some of the resorts. Sure. And I think all the hoopty do review, all the the stuff's coming back and all the yes. magic and kind of a uh, kind of a uh, stuff of Fort Wilderness of, of, of old that we I kind of grew up with and we've all experienced is kind of all back too. so I, I think it's a unique Disney experience. And what I also hear that it's very highly rated. Most people who go love it. Right. Well, I was just watching this week uh, with this. This is uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, the fifth. Uh, and I was watching a lot of the July Fourth stuff that people were posting, and like they have a they have a parade, they have a parade in the campground where everybody decorates their golf carts, and they just have a huge parade. And it it was actually quite long. I started watching it, and about halfway through, I thought this is going to end, and it was only halfway there. So the it must have been completely packed because everybody was there. Everybody was there with their golf carts decked out. I know they do that at Christmas too, Halloween. I think they have those parades, but yeah, it looked very crowded. And I, I was thinking as I watched that, that you know, here here's all these people. They're taking a whole day of their trip, hanging out in the campground. You know, they're not they're not trying to get over to the park. They're in they're they're making their own parade up. You know, isn't there so, some really sneaky good restaurants there too? Uh, well, we love, uh, there's a restaurant in the campground called Trails Inn that we really like. Uh, his, historically, it's been a, a, a buffet, but now it's got some, uh, it has, for a while, been, it's, they brought it to your table. It kind of switched to that, all you care to eat, but they bring it. But I think now it's gone back. Uh, it's very famous for its fried chicken, which kind of disappeared for a while. Um, Hoop to Do Reviews right there, which is a dinner show restaurant. It's also famous for fried chicken. Uh, there's, of course, the Wilderness Lodge has several good restaurants for one called Whispering Canyon, which is, uh, a lot of chicken ribs, those kind of dishes, but it's kind of known for, it's kind of, it's not characters, but it's kind of a act, the waiters do a lot of acting and it's a lot of, uh, shouting and it's kind of a robust environment. And then there's some great, uh, you know, smaller lounge type restaurants in there as well where you can get really good food so yeah I, I love the food in that area and the and the greatest thing about that area especially with kids is it's a boat ride to magic kingdom so it in a 15 minute boat ride you're at the at the gate that's one of my favorite things that's super cool maybe you said you mentioned waiters maybe um jd can bring his new waiters and go fly fishing <laughs> in the seven seas lagoon <laughs> no, will they let you do I that mean, I meant W A I T O R. 
I got you. you. See, I'm not much of an outdoors guy, so I get those things confused. That, that was a dad pun there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, Florida, Florida water freaks me out, though. I don't know if I'd be hopping in any Florida water, especially at Central Florida. But, uh, but hey, you know, maybe we'll pack them. Less fishing, <laughs> more gator hunting, right? Um, you don't wade into Florida, Florida lakes. You uh, get in a boat no. or stay on the, the surface for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oops. I love it. Well, there's a lot of Disney news to get to. I know there's been a lot of movies yeah. and stuff that we're kind of catching up on. Right, let, let's start with that. Have y'all seen? We, we don't have to review anything, but have you seen anything or caught up on any of the new new stuff either on Disney Plus or on uh, at the theater? Uh, well, one thing I watched uh, finally got to watch Harmonious. I watched the Harmonious Live that they presented yeah. on Disney Plus. You can watch it streaming. Uh, it was a live event where they streamed it live, um, and I actually knew some people that worked on that. Our good, uh, our good friend Easton uh, got to sit on some of those, even those recording sessions. So shout out, yep, shout out. But uh, yeah, he, he was just an observer on that. But uh, it, you know, it was kind of neat to go back and watch it. And he, he knew several of the people that were singing and uh, in the in the live performance. But the uh, it was really good because I've seen JD and I stood for hours to see Harmonious twice, and both times I went. It didn't work. Like one time, only the little side screens worked. And the second time, I think the, I mean, no water. It was just two little movie screens. And then the second time, everything worked, but there was no center screen. So finally to see it and go, oh, well, this is a lot more effective than anything I've seen in the park. So now I think when I go back, I'll have a better understanding of, of what the show is about, I mean, I could tell it's all in foreign languages, but they finally show you who's singing and you go, oh, I thought that that was, uh, you know, this language. And they, they have different, it's not just, it's not just Chinese singing reflection. It was several different languages singing those songs. And it was like, Interesting. it makes a lot more sense now that I've seen it. I would definitely recommend, you don't get, you don't really see the screens as much because they're showing you the live performers and the orchestra a lot. But um, it was still a much better uh, perf- way to, to see it and understand it after missing it twice and it just not, it being very ineffective when I saw it. Um, I mean, I knew I could tell it was good, but live it was uh, live on, on screen where I could see close up and uh, the, the songs were better. I mean, just everything was so much better. I, I really liked it way more on TV than I could have ever liked it in the park. One is that you can just hear like, it's my, one of my other biggest complaints is every time, both times we saw it, the sound was low and it wasn't stereo. Uh, It was like, I was hearing everything from one speaker to one side of me and it just didn't have a, it didn't have an immersive feeling. And actually on television, it was more immersive than in live. So I would say check that out. The other thing was we we really haven't talked about the uh, finale of Obi-Wan. What you guys thought of that. Do you want to talk about that now? Well, if, if, we, if you if you have a lot you want to say, we should wait till another time, I suppose. But we're, it's, 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 it's maybe the moment is passed. We're kind of running a little late on it. So, yeah, we could we could comment on it now. Sure. Yeah. We just, we just need uh, but, to do rapid-fire news because yeah. I know we, we don't want to go too long. No, I know, but before you do, I want about Harmonious. I think that's a really interesting point you bring up, too, about um, this is supposed to be an amazing live experience in the parks. You know, it replaced a long-running long, long running show, 
And up to this point, it's been, I mean, not not incredibly successful to the point where they felt felt like they needed to go back and kind of recast the vision through this Disney Plus um, event. And and I'm glad to hear that it, it landed well with you. But the challenge of what they're trying to do, and especially with expectations, you go, um, you know, in my mind, I think Bellagio Fountains with a video element and amazing Disney music, right? And you're mm-hmm. telling me like it doesn't work half the time. And and, and I would also imagine yeah. there's a there's an element of where are you watching it from? Like where are you standing? You right. know, and, and how important it would be to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, Is that, would like that be you- accurate? Yes, if uh, if American Adventures twelve o'clock and the entrance to uh, the the countries is six o'clock, you've got to be at twelve or six to see that center screen. Now, what would be nice is that you know if if you've seen the show, you should move over and let and let the people who haven't seen it, you know, get close because everybody needs their chance. Um, otherwise, it's just not it's not as good to me if you can't see the screens. It's a, well, hopefully. I, now, but once you know what's on the screen, then it's, you know, at that point, it's nostalgic anyway. But I, th- I thought it was good. You know, I've heard also rumors that they were talking about changing the ending. And man, live with ending with Someday, which is the closing song from Hunchback, which is probably a sleeper to a lot of people. I think I heard some people say it was it ended online, say that it ended too down. But man, I thought it was strong. And what was another thing that was really interesting was also this weekend on the they only did it on the fourth. They added patriotic fireworks show to the end of it. Oh, wow. So uh, they didn't show the whole thing, but I, I didn't see the whole thing in combination. But uh, the 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 fireworks were really good. The 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 fourth of July portion was about ten minutes long, 10, 10 11 minutes, but it was really good too. And I think that coming after someday would have been a really cool thing to see live. I kind of wish they would do that every night. Like I, I know that's an international park, but man, it is powerful. Even if they only did it a couple of times a month that they went ahead and did the, the patriotic. It's just what, one of the things that I liked about the, the Epcot fireworks and the, and the magic kingdom fireworks that I watched online, I thought it was very unifying. I watched a lot of fireworks this weekend. I watched the Capitol fireworks. Now I watched it on PBS. And then today I was seeing things online that I was like, I didn't see that. Maybe it cut off, but man, even, even online, uh, the, the Capitol fireworks, I thought were uh, pretty impressive how they kept it. It was very unifying. It didn't have uh, a lot of the tension that's in the country right now. They kind of pulled together and you, you knew that there were people from different perspectives on the stage but I thought they, it, it was a nice patriotic moment that wasn't too political. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's really interesting and really cool. Um, and and um, in the transition, it, it, you sometimes can very much indeed feel like, you know, the empire versus the resistance. And, um, and so well, speak, I, speaking of. Yeah, a lot of a lot of vlogs that I watch, you know, that have lots of where people post a lot of notes, you know, they're having to tell people like, don't don't be ugly to each other. Don't don't fight in the comment section, please. <laughs> we fight about everything for sure. Which, yeah. which brings us to, I bet we don't fight too much about Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, well, I have there, a feeling there was, we won't, but there have been a lot of people. <laughs> but but you know, we we talked about this. I think after episode four, 
And we were all had had, there's a lot of negativity. None of us were super negative, but I think we understood like where some of it was coming from. But um, moving forward, now that we've seen how it ended up, what are your takes now? And have you, what are you, as you've looked at, and I don't know if you have, but if you have looked at other people's opinions and reviews coming full circle around, what have you seen? JD, what, what did you think, first of all? Was it was it satisfying for you, or you're happy with where it ended, given all we talked about? Mm-hmm. And then, did it? Do you think that people are are chilling a little bit? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think we all had a great perspective on the series. Of when the first couple episodes weren't all up to what we thought it would be, we said, "Well, they're not done yet." And I think this last episode was a great um, way to show that. I loved how it ended. I, what I want to talk about is the very end um, where the Qui-Gon scene, now we can finally talk about it now it's been a couple of weeks out. The Qui-Gon scene where uh, that's how it ends, where Obi-Wan's like, boom, they walk out and, like to the sunset together. Um, I'm going to explain that a little bit because I know that I was getting some questions from some friends about what does that mean. In the Clone Wars animated series that's on Disney+, Plus. Um, you know, at the end of some of the Star Wars movies, we see some of the, the main characters come back as Force ghosts, where they're like alive, but they're these ghost figures. And to me, it was always kind of confusing of why are like, why is Obi-Wan, Yoda, and Anakin, you know, why are they Force ghosts, but we never see Mace Windu as like, you know, why are some Jedi have this ability and some don't? But what in the Clone Wars, it kind of explains which this is where it le- this is where it ends off at the end of the Obi Wan series, where Obi Wan is going with Qui Gon to learn this skill of being able to live past death as a Force ghost. Um, so Qui Gon was the first one who really studied this deeply, and he but then he dies before his training is over. And in the Clone Wars animated series, he speaks to Yoda as just a, a as a voice, not as a figure or anything like that as a voice in Yoda's meditation that leads Yoda to go to this planet to, to further his training into it. Yoda then completes it. And it's a really cool episode. And I'd really encourage anybody who's interested to go and watch these episodes. Cause it's really interesting. Um, so Yoda goes, learns from these force beings, how to like have a pure heart or pure, you know, mindset to be able to have a, you know, this force presence after that. So then Yoda learns, Yoda's able to teach it down to Obi-Wan and then Qui-Gon comes in and then they do it all. And it's, it's a cool, cool thing. Um, but that's kind of, that's kind of the summary of my takeaway of what it was like. And then Anakin um, also somehow, I guess, learns it. And that's why at the end of the original trilogy, you see some of them, um, when when um, when Darth Vader is being uh, burned in ashes, so that's kind of that. If that makes sense, but I I probably can't explain it as well as the episodes do. So I really encourage anybody to go and and watch those episodes because it's really awesome. What did y'all think about it though? I th- I was really encouraged I, after after we talked in the last uh, when we talked about episode four. Uh, some of the things I've heard people complaining about, uh, about his weakness. And I thought they finally got the arc there. I mean, he was, he was just gaining strength. He wasn't weak. He was, 
he was weak, but he got stronger as it went along. And so I thought the all the scenes got better. And so, uh, yeah, I think it made more sense why he was weak with Darth Vader in the earlier episodes. And so I thought all that was good. I did. It did leave where I was going is, is that it or is there more? Uh, we didn't really find out what happened to Reva. Uh, he, 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 he lifts her up. Um, spoiler alert. I don't want to, I won't tell too much, but we, she just kind of disappears. We don't know what, where she goes from there. Will there be more of her story? Um, you know, beyond that, I guess it will, it'll, it will depend on how much people like it and how well it, how well it was watched and whether they decide to do more. But I kind of, I kind of saw that coming. I really felt like there would be a redemption, you know, in that I, I, I wasn't sure any that, uh, Again, I hate to spoil her, so if you haven't haven't watched it yet, but I wasn't sure if uh, she was as bad or if it was trauma. Is yeah. it evil? I mean, it, it, you know, is it just pure evil for no reason, or is it evil from trauma? You know? Right. So, well, yeah. I actually appreciated that as the last two episodes um, moved forward, it was more about Obi-Wan Kenobi and right. his relationship with Anakin than um then it started out as right it was a little bit more about auxiliary characters and building kind of character arcs with with other people and i think that was one of the frustrations is this is called obi-wan kenobi we want to know what's going on right, right. um and then that first encounter between vader and and obi-wan um i think left people left a lot of question marks with people but we discussed on here we had it all figured out the whole time that <laughs> You know, he's force weak because he's not in practice. And even we I, I don't know if we mentioned this, but Vader even is still in the pressure, the tank, you know, getting healed from his wounds, right. which would make him physically maybe not force as weak with the force, but physically weaker, which would be why that first lightsaber battle was so maybe not quite like Attack of the Clones um, right. at the you know, where they're just like wailing on flipping and all kinds of crazy stuff. Right. Um, and then the, the when he drags him through the through the fire and really lets him live, you know, you see him doing that a few times. Like when he let Riva live, we always ask, well, why would he not just kill her right there? Because he's in charge. Because he's he's a he's a chess player, and he's in kind of is maybe it's even feeds into his arrogance a little bit, which is how he ultimately you know gets gets kind of flustered again at the end. Not to give too much away, but the final scene between Obi Wan and and Darth Vader. Um, that final confrontation might, in my opinion, might be one of the best confrontations in all of Star Wars. Like Are, good guy versus the, bad guy with the rocks. Oh uh, yeah, I've ne- you, we've never seen the well, force yeah. used like that um, in those ways. And then yeah, just it, it, the mixture, it was, right? It, it was almost better than some. I mean, not that they were the originals aren't great, but we just never saw that kind of use of the force. Right. And I think I, well, it too, like my, my sword fighting skills are a little, I'm gonna have to rely on something else here. Right. right. And, um, and I, I, I agree. I, I think it's the best one-on-one fight confrontation scene in all of Star Wars, maybe save for Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon Obi-Wan in the Phantom Menace. Right. It, um, that was a great one too. Well, I, I one question I have is how come some people can be run through with a lightsaber and, and they they survive, and some people don't. Like, what is the what's what is going on there? <laughs> I have a theory about that. Um, so, one, it, it, you know, and this is going to sound completely stupid. I have no, I'm not a doctor. I don't know, but these things are like they they sever, they sear, right? So yeah. that you would think that that 
it probably whatever they want to do, the more damage they want to do, if they want to kill you, they kill you. There's no like surviving if they want you to, unless they, they allow you to survive, which is what Darth Vader does. He injures, he maims, but he didn't kill. You know, the kill shot is what it is. Um, it, it always seems like though, when they get, when they get hit, it's straight through the abdomen. It's never right. anywhere else. It's always the gut. <laughs> it's a good point. So I'm like, uh, cause Qui-Gon goes down, but Reva and we saw the Inquisitor come back. So we, right. we definitely saw people and I, and the Inquisitor, you don't know, he might've gotten the healing bath or something like that. We didn't see off screen, but she, we didn't see her get anything. She yeah. Just she just up. sort of bounced back. <laughs> uh, but this is the second time, right? Didn't she get run through as a kid too? I don't know. I, I, I think I that's what did. it implied is she I did. She played dead. Like, oh, um, but I, they had a face to face encounter. I thought, and I couldn't need to watch it again. I thought she actually, this is the second time she's taken a lightsaber wound. Um, but I maybe, could be wrong about that. Maybe there's something in the force that we, about that. I don't know about, <laughs> but yeah, I was pleased. I thought overall it was good. And I think, you know, again, anytime they try to do something new, it's so hard to please everybody. I think that they, I guarantee you, they thought, man, people are going to love seeing a young princess Leah and what it's like for her to lay up growing up and, and, you know, you just never know. Then the argument could be, oh, I want it to be about Obi-Wan, not Leia. But, you know, you would think that everybody would be grateful for that to, just to see those kind of things. Sure. So it's it's hard to figure how to, how no. to make something everybody loves equally. Well, I even thought, and I think, too, like it's come around. Those last two episodes balanced out the characters we wanted to see on screen the best. Right. In the first few episodes, we, it was like, remember how I always say this, but like the Avengers movie, the first one was remarkable to me because of the character balance. It, it was it honored all the characters. They all got sufficient screen time. It never felt and it, it felt to me, Obi-Wan felt out of balance up until the last two episodes. Right. right. Um, there too many new characters we didn't know. Trying to, but but in its context, in the broad scheme of six episodes, I thought it was fantastic. And I know not everybody thinks that. Some people are more lukewarm on it, but I really think it's 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 a great addition, and I hope they make another. I kind of hope they do too, because I want to know what happens next. Even if it's part of Clone Wars, I, maybe we can see the live actors play some of those overlapping times like you know i don't know i don't know how they'll do it but i i was i was pleased and i kind of want i'd like to have some more what did uh one other thing we uh we talked about but jd wasn't with us when we talked about lightyear we talked about it briefly just dustin and i but jd what did you think of lightyear gosh this is something i really was rolling over talking about because i really wanted to love it and i don't i didn't even hear y'all's take on it so y'all could have loved it and this could really be a hot take and i really did want to love it it didn't really do it for me i would definitely leave it at that you know middle of didn't love it didn't hate it was just kind of you know whatever we talk a lot about expectations and i think if my expectations weren't so high um i might would think differently about it um i liked how the beginning had a lot of little ties to the toy store movies where some of his phrases were the, the buttons that you hit on his chest with like the actual toy. And I thought that was really a cool hint at nostalgia for the people who knew it. And it wasn't like an obvious throw in your face thing, but just a nice little, nice little hint. 
but after that little bit, that first 30 minutes, I found myself getting really bored after I kind of like had that understanding in my mind of, okay, this is Buzz Lightyear. I kind of got bored. And the, the climax to me was, was a little like that was the best you could come up with again, not bad, not to a point that I'd say that that was like, Oh, that was terrible. But to a point of just kind of, okay, five out of 10, you know, I'll probably won't watch this again for a little bit, but I might watch it again, you know? Um, but what, what was y'all's take real quick? Remind me. Good. Y'all like it? I'll go. Yeah. I liked it. I, I, uh, I actually went, uh, twice. Uh, cause, yeah. uh, we, our friend Easton was in town saying we actually went and saw it twice because I, I sometimes don't like things the first time as good as yeah. the second. And when I go back, I'll appreciate it. I think, uh, again, there were so many things that the, the animation, the sets, I mean, it's stunning. Like, I, you know, in my lifetime, we've gone from 2d hand drawn to toy story to now this just elaborate, almost realistic where you forget you're watching animation sometimes, especially the sets. You just, it's like they've, it's hard to believe they can do all that. So I mean, there's so many things I love, but as a story, uh, you know, I think my, my favorite part of the movie was probably socks. And so when like, that's your, that's the one thing you laugh at consistently, it's kind of like, I don't know. And so, but one thing I've thought about a lot is just that, this doesn't seem like a movie Andy would have seen in 1995 that would have prompted this toy. And I was also confused because I, I thought they kept saying the real Buzz Lightyear, the real Buzz Lightyear. And so I thought we were going to get this sense that Buzz was a real uh, astronaut, that this is a real character that, something happened to him and he did something super extraordinary to make every little boy in America want the toy and want to be him. And, you know, like that he probably was like a sixties astronaut in the heyday of space. And now they finally made the toy because it's always gotten the impression that Woody was a fifties toy and that Buzz was the new 1960s, seventies toys that kind of pushed cowboy fandom on the to the back burner compared to space uh, all the way up until star wars and so i'm expecting a luke skywalker kind of story where he's you know it's the reverse of the it's kind of the princess story that we get in the princess movies here's this girl who's done nothing she's done nothing wrong but everything's against her and she's got to overcome it that's that's the traditional disney kind of story whether it's a whether it's aladdin or Snow White. That's what you're dealing with. And instead we get the story of, well, he messes up really bad because he's got an ego and now he's got to realize that he can't do it. He's got to rely on all these other people. So which, I kept which, going. Wasn't that the story in Toy Story? That, But that's more that's more Woody's story. Where Woody's, okay. trying, Woody's trying to be the per- perfect I got toy you. for Andy. Uh, but still it's just a different uh, it, I think it's different. There's something about this. It just didn't feel like a space. It was still good. It felt, but it just felt very 2022. It, it didn't feel like a, so if I'm supposed to be thinking that, you know, if it just stood on its own and it was about a different, different 
Space Ranger, I pro- it would be probably a different thing, but it's that you, everybody has these preconceptions of what you think Buzz was like in a movie. And so when it comes out, it's like, I just, it just didn't feel like a, a Star Wars hero Marvel type movie that a little boy would go, I got to have that toy. It's kind of like, you know, I, I think he, a lot of kids would have been going, I want socks if he could shoot a dart out of his mouth. <laughs> you know, actually. Well, maybe, so, so go ahead. I still haven't seen it. Oh and my goodness. I figured in fact, go by now. N- no, in fact, we went and saw Minions this weekend instead uh. of Lightyear. And, and one of the reasons is, is because I've heard you guys talk about it and everyone else. It's just sort of like, it's good. It's not great. And to be perfectly honest, it, and, and this may not be fair, but A, it's Pixar. You just expect greatness from Pixar, no matter what. They're just, they've knocked them out of the park. B, um, it's Toy Story. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I don't want to go be disappointed. I'll want, I, you know, and I'm going to invest for a family of six. This is a, you know, hundred dollar outing. And yeah. if we're going to, we're going to make that. And there's, I still want to see Elvis and I, I still haven't seen Jurassic world. And, and you got to pick, you know, what you, you're going to do. Yeah. And, and honestly, we just like made the decision. Well, let's go see minions. And it was great. By the way, minions was fantastic. I, I don't know how the really fourth minions is, is, could be good. I actually wasn't terribly excited about it. Um, but I did, and it was it was made me laugh out loud. Very very cute, great summer movie, and I will watch Lightyear probably when it's on Disney Plus. Um, now um, and and we'll, we'll see we'll see. I'll, I'll maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. I like that you've lowered my expectations, which means I'll probably <laughs> like it more. That you, you probably know what I'm will. You probably will. Well, let probably. me let me pause you right there. Now we're talking about some movies besides what's in the theaters at Disney right now because we went and saw Elvis last week. And let me tell you, it might—it's definitely my favorite movie about a musician. Which I love Elvis, so I'm really biased. I'm really biased on that. But just as far as a movie with Tom Hanks, I mean, it—it's up there with with Top Gun, with just a great movie for me right now. And again, I could be biased, so I don't want to like raise that expectation for you guys, and you guys go see it, and you're like, whatever. But it felt like a high, high quality movie. So the next time you go to the movies, let that be at the top of your list because it was seriously, I loved right. it so much. Yeah. Well, can't wait. I, I, I want to see that and again. I'll just I'll close the light year so we can talk about some more news. But the uh, the uh, there was a lot of negative feedback from the beginning for lots of different reasons for political stuff um, that they didn't use. Uh, Tim Allen to play the part. I thought Chris Evans actually, if he's supposed to be the movie actor that the toy is based on, I actually thought he matched Tim Allen's inflections, and it 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 never felt like this doesn't sound like Tim Allen. I, I thought that was actually pretty good. Um, I just thought across the board it wasn't any of those any of those controversial things. It just it wasn't as great a story as so many other movies are. So when, you know, it still has pretty good reviews. I think it was in the eighties on Rotten Tomatoes, but it was down there in, in the lower Pixar movies like Brave, uh, Good Dinosaur. Uh, it's down in that kind of zone instead of up here with Up and Ratatouille and Toy Story 3 and several other great, great ones that are, you know, in the ni- high nineties. 
So yeah. that's, that's a hard thing when you're competing against yourself uh, to, to make a, a product every time that's going to be a sure. 97. But We so definitely I, have Thor Love and Thunder coming this weekend, though, to redeem it all, right? Yeah. <laughs> coming soon. I did go back and watch uh, Ragnarok. I watched that again, too, to, to be ready for... I, I didn't remember it as well. So just before we, we go see it, I thought I'd check Ragnarok back out again. Nice. Lots of cool stuff to see. But there's more Disney news, David. I know you had a whole long list of stuff that was really interesting, and I've, I've been reading up a little bit on it, too. Lots of interesting stuff happened in the world of Disney, um, not related to movies and television. Uh, what, have, what, have you, what have you been seeing? See some of the same things I've got. Well, uh, one of the top stories, I think, in the past couple of weeks has been that uh, Bob Chapex, did you guys see this? Bob Chapex, uh, the CEO, his uh, his uh, contract got renewed for three more years by the board of directors, and um, it said uh, one of the one of the quotes I heard it said uh, this this was from Susan Arnold, who's the chair of the Walt Disney Board of Directors. She said Disney was dealt a tough hand by the pandemic, yet with uh, yet has weathered the storm and, and emerged in a position of strength. And she goes on to say that with uh, Bob at the helm, our business uh, of our parks and streaming has, has, has done even better. So uh, she also said like Bob quote, Bob is the right leader at the right time. And the board has full confidence in him and the leadership team. So there were, you know, again, we've, when we first started this podcast, Bob Chapek, was just starting his tenure. And so, again, I've known nothing about this man, uh, you know, his capabilities, and I still, I still don't know him personally. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of fans were really uh, online, things I've seen, people were really wanting him to, to, to move on. So he's, he's there for three years. I guess we'll have to see how the stock does and how uh, all these things, uh, the news that he's been involved with the governor of Florida and actors and in, uh, in Hollywood and just different political stances with the, with the, with the staff. It was another thing that happened recently where they were going to move all of Imagineering and consumer market, uh, consumer products and all those divisions were going to move from California to uh, Lake Nona, Florida. And that was supposed to happen next year. And, they've decided to push it back to 2026. And so a lot of people sold their homes and, and uh, now aren't moving. And a lot of people quit their jobs that could have stayed. So there've been a lot of things that have uh, just, you know, people have not been uh, very favorable <laughs> with their, with their opinions of him. So that, that was kind of big news because if you were hoping that he was moving on, he's, he's supposedly here for three more years at least. Well, I saw that they're giving him $20 million bonus every year. Um, that's a lot of money. But at the same time, it also maybe um, hedges their bets a little bit because a lot of the speculation is the stock price is way down, like pre-pandemic down. Right. And it's just a bad signal to fire your new CEO um, when your stock's doing so poorly and the economy looks like it's, we're in a recession. You know, We're a couple of days from an announcement about quarter numbers that we could be in a recession right now and uh that you just don't want to pull the pull the plug right right away and it sends the wrong signal so this could be just as much a uh, a face saving kind of um 
kind of move than anything. And I would say there's probably things in the contract where they could they could pay him to leave, kind of like a, um, a, a an athlete in free agency, right? Who could just gets a bunch of money not to do their job anymore. Um, it seems like this twenty million dollar bonus every year could be one of those um, pat you on the back and you know if we get the opportunity to to shift and and we'll do it, it maybe. Um, but I'm like you, most of the Disney people, and I'm not in like Disney blogosphere very much or on YouTube or anything like that. But the, what little I have seen, I don't think he's a very popular guy um, among Disney fans. I know you're not, I wouldn't say you're not a huge fan. Well, I would say you're not a huge I'm, fan, are I'm, you? I'm, I'm just not a fan. I'm not, I'm not an enemy. I just, I don't right. know. All, all I know is what I hear and what I, and what I see in the parks. And, you know, it does feel very non-creative. It doesn't right. it have seems- that, you don't, you don't get that feeling like, they're excited. And, uh, you know, he's, one of the other things he's done, he's been caught saying things like, if we don't do this, somebody else will. And we got, he, which some people say is refreshing because he's honest. He doesn't, he's not a diplomat. He just tells you, yeah, we got to do this to keep up with what, you know, somebody else is doing. So, uh, but, uh, it, it just doesn't have that feeling of a, I'm, we're, we're creatively excited about the next phase, which is what parks people really want. And parks right. people don't want. Uh, they're the they're the biggest voice out there. They don't want money. They don't want all the money revenue going into Disney Plus. They want it going into the parks. Right. And so you know, when and things- they don't want the parks run like a like a just let's squeak out every single cent of profit we possibly can out of these poor souls yeah, that are coming here and like we have captive. A coat costs this much. Oh, you want a cup? Well, then we're going to charge another. <laughs> That's what it can feel like sometimes. Yeah. It's like sure. you're you're getting nickel and dimed for everything. So, and then uh, we're going to make these new exclusive experiences that you know you'll have to mortgage your house to to do, like yeah. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, or oh, you know, we'll announce this new private jet across the across the world for one hundred and ten thousand dollars a person. You yeah. know, it just feels like for most of us, we look at that and we hear that, and we're like, "What the heck is happening?" In you case know, you um, didn't, in case you didn't see that in the news, there was this. Uh, it was a charter jet that was going to go around the around the world uh, with Disney uh, guides. They were going to take you to every park, which is like twelve parks, really. I mean, every resort, which is like twelve parks. You're also going to see the, the the pyramids of Giza, the Eiffel Tower, and the Taj Mahal. I mean, it's a it's a fast airplane, so that it's your trips expedited. Your cut. It's like twenty four days. 24 days that you're traveling. So first I was like, that's insane. But then when you start figuring out what it is, is it is an expensive trip, but there, there were only 35 slots and they were gone within a week. It never got to the general public. First, it was offered to people who've done adventures by Disney uh, cruises before you had to, the first couple of days you had to have gone on like two or three of those. Then like they offered it to people who'd gone on at least one. Then they offered it to like people who had, uh, done who were golden ranch members golden oak members and then uh they were going to open it to the public but it never even got and i was just never amazed because i would think if you had a hundred and ten thousand dollars you could go to the parks on your own like you know you could you could you have you probably probably have your own private jet <laughs> that's like if you have a family of five that's a that's a half million dollars yeah I mean, it's just yeah. a huge, insane amount of, of money. But what was I mean, inter- interesting was, uh, you know, it, it 
like like the Chapek stories, this thing I saw it first in regular news media. It wasn't Disney news media. I saw it all these a lot of these things we're gonna talk about today, these were things I saw in regular news media first. They were it was like mm-hmm. uh they couldn't believe that like the audacity that you're gonna put a an, an attraction like this out there and then it's it's sold out in in a matter of days. So yeah. it's, it's, it's like they, whatever they do, there's, there, there is an audience that loves it so much. It's just, it's amazing. Amazing. Well, yeah, it is, it is quite amazing. And we've got a lot more stuff. I, it seems like it's not stopping either. There's going to be more of these things to talk about new guest experiences for the, the high end to just milk that profit as much as they possibly can. Um, which is good for, I guess, business. Um, yeah. You know, and well, it, on the Disney Wish, they just announced that there is a five thousand dollar cocktail that's going to be available. Five thousand dollars for a drink, and they have they haven't announced what the what what's in it yet. Maybe it's very rare, expensive things you in know, the drink. But what would it take for you to spend five thousand dollars on a cocktail? I, I'll for me, like if it made me gave me flying powers, <laughs> like powers to fly, I might well, think about it then. You know what I'm saying? I was about to say, say that's. It better it better give me a, a good extra year of life. <laughs> or or not even that. Maybe like it makes you just immediately your muscles like pull up like the Hulk. You know what I'm saying? You could just walk around ripped for like a week or so. That might be I might it, say five thousand for that. Well, well it's a Star it's a Star Wars drink and it's supposed it's let me what it's like Kyber Crystal, the Kyber Crystal drink. So, you know, maybe it gives you the force. Like, that will accept, it, that might be okay. You'd have to like sell it to me like that. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, I think it's probably probably some purple fruit and some alcohol. <laughs> that's, food coloring. That's probably and it smokes like it comes in a it comes in a special container. You can it go uh, so see another thing. Universal has you can go to Simpsons Land over in Universal Studios and get a flaming Mose yeah. um, for you know fifteen bucks or something like that. So. I don't know. Well, they don't definitely know. love to offer these these uh, experiences for people who have it. I guess if you're a multi multi millionaire, you're not going to miss a five thousand dollar. I don't, I don't know. Run. I think I don't care how rich you are. Five thousand dollars <laughs> is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. I guess. It, it would not happen even if I had it. Uh, I, it would not happen here. I wouldn't spend it. But somebody is. I guarantee you, somebody's going to buy it. So it's nothing what? else, so they can vlog it, that they drank it and TikTok it and everything else. So. That's true. That's true. Hey, what other big thing that I heard this week was that uh, they finally announced that uh, Splash Mountain at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World would be, uh, which we knew for, for a while was going to be rethemed to Princess and the Frog, but it's it has an opening date of late 2024. So a lot of people are expecting that at the end of this summer season, uh, that it could go down. I, I think like a lot of people, it'll, whenever Tron opens, if they get Tron open in the fall or late winter of 2022 or early, I mean, early winter 22, that we'll see that close. So if you want to ride, ride the original Splash Mountain one more time, you better hurry because I think it's days are finally numbered. Yep. One I thing agree. I was surprised, it says that it says that, um, it's the ride is uh, it's the setting of the movie, but that Tiana's going to go to the ultimate Mardi Gras party and that the guests on the ride will be participating in it. And it said it will end with the ultimate Mardi Gras experience. 
the music is inspired by the film. I heard okay. I caught that phrase. It's like it's not the it doesn't. I mean, those Princess and the Frog has some great songs. Dig a little deeper and on my uh, on my way. Is that on my way? Am I feeling it right? I mean, those are almost great, there. Almost there. Thank you. That's those are some great songs and. I always go, Oh no, they're not going to, we're not going to be immersed in the movie. We're going to, yeah. we're going to have the next thing. That's actually the news that I heard the most about was that they're going to, instead of being called splash mountain, uh, it's going to be called Tiana's Bayou adventure. And, uh, so I kind of thought that was kind of generic. That was my only thing as I wish it had, I, I don't care if splash goes away, but I wish they could have kept the mountain because People talk about yeah. conquering the mountain, Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, Thunder sure. Mountain. So Yeah, I anyway, wish you could have yeah. kept the mountain, but there's no mountains yeah. in the bayou for sure. And yeah. it would be great if they had some crawfish etouffee maybe right at the entrance exit. Maybe some... And some beignets. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope beignets. we... I, I guess... I don't know how they're going to retheme it because uh, New Orleans doesn't seem like... In, it works perfectly in Disneyland, but... Yeah. It doesn't seem like New Orleans and Mardi Gras right there at by Thunder Mountain. That feels like far west. So we'll have to see what they do. Well, hopefully, guys, hopefully they got a good plan. I actually have to run. So it's always fun to do this with you guys. And I uh, can't wait again to talk more about Disney news and break down. Maybe the next time we get together, we'll have all seen Thor, Love and Thunder, which I think I'm super excited about. But until then... Um, I guess we should say goodbye. And if you would, please leave us a five-star review and maybe even a, a nice message about what you love about, about the podcast. Maybe even if you're feeling generous, you could share the podcast with someone because our goal one day is to, you know, have so many sponsors that we also could buy $5,000 beverages in the parks <laughs> ourselves uh, for us and all of our friends, all of our why I love Disney friends. So, um, so yeah, if you would like to contribute to that, just a little five-star review and a share would go a long way. But thank you so much for your time. We value that. David, John David, always fun. And can't wait to see you next time. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. It's been a lot of fun. See y'all.